The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon. We're here with Vanessa Harwood. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Just from memory. And uh, this is a special feature from the Norman Felix Gallery. And it's www.normanfelix.com. And it's Contact 2016. And the show is on uh, from May 1st to May 31st. There's a reception on May 26th. Am I correct? You're right, yes. And uh, the address is actually here at 600 Bay Street, Suite 510. Uh, There's something for everyone, and they're featuring different artists and photographers. And Vanessa is just new with the Norman Felix Gallery. She joined them back in March, correct? Yes, I did, yes. And uh, you do a lot of photography, and you've already sold a lot of some of your work. And you started out as a ballerina yourself. So why don't we start from there? All right. Well, I was a ballerina with the National Ballet of Canada for 22 years. Wow. And uh, then after I retired from ballet, I did a number of different things, some television. I did a play. And... Uh, one day, I was uh, I was actually a volunteer for Toronto Arts Foundation that did the Toronto Arts Awards, and one of the uh, employees there did photography and film, and he was taking some pictures of something one day, and I said, oh, I said, oh, how does that work? How does the camera work? I didn't even know how to put film in a camera, literally. So uh, he showed me, and I said, you know, I think I've got a camera like that at home. My husband has one. And sure enough, my car, my husband had a full camera kit. Fantastic. Full, with lenses and a, a Nikon film camera. Fantastic. So anyway, that's how I got started. And he said, just, you know, learn and take pictures and try things out. And then I learned a bit more. And then I traveled a lot and took pictures. But he also, this fellow, was also a, uh, a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And he made the trailers for the moving pictures festival and that was a few years ago it's not going anymore so i did his still photography for his films so that's where actually which films would they be uh, remember well the the, in fact the pictures in this this show are of a break dancer Mm -hmm. and his name is jesse unbelievable guy what he he break danced for 10 hours he was 18 well, Unbelievable. And when you're 18, you can do I know. that. <laughs> but, and, and he was fantastic. And so so the photography was almost automatically good because of what he was doing. And the fellow who was, in fact, the director of photography was helping me with the lighting and the settings and so on. So that's kind of how I learned. Wow. And so then I just, and I just went from there and... Um, Two of the photographs in this show are of the Royal Ballet School in England, and it's a pair of dancing legs. Neat. Yeah. Now, uh, let me ask you something, because you can rarely even pick up film today if you have a camera to put it in. 
where do you buy it? There's so many you, few places even selling it anymore, yes. which is really distressful because I used to be a pretty good shop myself, and I would take a lot of pictures when I was traveling and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And um, I stopped using it. My kids, of course, you know, are all into the phones. And, oh, yeah, phones, using their yeah. phones. Mm-hmm. And in this age of, I don't even know if you call it the age of the selfie, because I find it very self-centered. <laughs> They're I don't not have... taking pictures of, of uh, you know, really good things. It's always, you know, oh, here's our meal. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. I'm a little bit afraid of all of that. There were these young girls taking selfies of themselves at the baseball game, and I'm going... Oh, please, like, just take a picture, you know, the old, you know. Anyway, I don't have a cell phone that takes pictures. I um, I do have a digital camera now, and I still haven't learned all the things to do with it, and uh, I don't actually take film anymore. So um, when you decided to, you've, you were telling me that you volunteered one time, and that's how you got into uh, with the Norman Felix group, correct? Oh, it's interesting how we got hooked up. It was at the hairdresser. <laughs> Everything happens at the Isn't hairdresser. that... I'm sitting getting my hair done, and Erin, who's... It's her gallery, was getting her hair done, and I have no idea how we got into whatever we were getting into, that she had a gallery, then I was doing photography, and I said, well, maybe I could just show you my stuff, you know. So anyway, I dropped it off. She says, oh, okay, sure, drop it off. So I didn't hear for like about a month or so, because she was busy and, you know, all that. So uh, then one day she says, oh, yeah, come on in. We like your stuff. Good. So let's uh, let's do something. So that's how I got there. You focus more on black and white, or in stills, or I have I have um, my early stuff. A lot of it is black and white. I have a really nice collection of black and white, but I also have color too. Personally, when I look at a black and white photo, it to me it's it's more intense. I agree. Sometimes I like the black and because, white because yeah, you have color all around you. You see it, mm-hmm. and, and um, but when you look at a, a black and white photo of someone, even there, there's a certain intensity and depth mm-hmm. that there isn't. No, and especially with film and yes, uh, I I don't make. Oh, there my there they are. Oh, okay. He's, now, he's is this the break dancer? That's the break dancer. And this was for a movie. And that was for a movie. These are the these are the ballet legs. Cool. And then. Oh wow. Oh, he was. And then there's four of those different positions from that same the flip. You gotta wonder. I mean, like, look at that. He's just. I've also got one that isn't in this series that. With that sort of almost moonscape, he's sort of looks like he's walking above the moon. Wow! Uh, it's, yeah, he he was amazing. So he took the moonwalk to a different level. Yes, he did. <laughs> off of the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, off the moon. Off the moon. Yeah, wow! Yeah. And um, I think some of those photographs have been um, published in. International dance magazine, so they they've used my photography. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. So even though you haven't been there a long time, you're certainly getting a lot of exposure. 
I was, and, and I just think that the dance was a good way to start because because I was so, I knew exactly what was going on on the other side. And I, there, I always say I know where the top of the movement is. But that's difficult with uh, digital now. It's much, you, film cameras are instant. What you take is what you get, whereas mm-hmm. digital's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. And digital, when they, you know, really complicated stuff, they do it through computer and and it like that leaves me back in the past a little bit, you know. Yeah, same with me. I think yeah. if I had to get a digital camera, mm-hmm. I would have trouble loading it into my computer because I wouldn't understand about well, the different I know, cards. Well, I know some of it. I know some of it, but um, but I'm learning. That's great. Isn't that what life's about to learn? Constantly. I mean, if you keep Constantly. on trying, and so that's what I'm doing, and having fun doing it too. Well, that's the important. Thing. I go off with a camera for an hour, and the you know, the time just goes. It's your time out of it's, mind. It's all yours. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I really enjoy it. I really do. Now, tell me something. When does a dancer really stop dancing professionally? Well, I left the National Ballet. I was just shy of my 40th birthday, but I continued for another five years. So, in fact, I was 45 when I wow. retired my point shoes, my tutus. And they went out the door. Then I continued to dance, but just, I don't know, this, that, and the other. And I did a performance when I was 57. So that was my last performance. And then I said, that's it. I don't want to do another plie. So I would say then that you are probably really fit. And everything. <laughs> mostly fit. <laughs> if, if you I, did, mostly. you're still doing a performance at 57. Yeah. It, yeah, it was, and I said, they, um, it was a choreographer from DNA, it's, it's, and he does, he's not really a choreographer, he's kind of an artist that puts things together, and he wanted me to dance. So I said, okay, look, I won't wear anything too tight, no big jumps, no big splits, you know, just, you know, not, not too too complicated like that. I was even concerned I could remember the steps. Wow. Because I hadn't done it for a while. So um, we agreed to work for a week together. I said, okay, at the end of the week, we will sit down and look at each other and say, can either of us continue this? Can I continue physically, mentally, and, and are you, do you want me to continue physically and mentally? Anyway, we both said yes, and we did it. Yeah, wow. And, we and you it. were ready for it. I was because fine. Because you... Yep. I knew what you, I was up you against. You were disciplined enough still yep. that you could yep. put it all into focus. And mm-hmm. And we did like a week's performances, and then I said after that, because you have to stay in shape, you have to do your class, you have to do your plies and your stretches and everything daily, no matter what. For how long? When you're starting out. Now I Every know day. the train, uh, uh, but but how many hours a day would you have to do that? If you're a professional dancer in a ballet company, yeah, and yeah, you were doing six or seven hours a day, and that's just every day, every day, except maybe Sunday, and sometimes Saturday. So when you get into a rehearsal for something, then mm-hmm. does the day become even more strenuous? Yeah, it's just very long. You start at ten. You do an hour and a half of class, and then you can rehearse for six hours. 
nonstop. Yeah, I mean, you have a break for lunch. You have an hour off for lunch. And sometimes you don't do six hours every single day, but it's possible. Depends on your schedule and what you're doing. Now, these questions are just my own curiosity okay. coming off the top of my head. Um, but it, it's interesting because I always wonder, okay, so if you're uh, a ballerina with a national company, okay, a national ballet, what do they tell you that you can eat? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to stay thin however you can. Really? But... You have to stay thin, but you have to stay strong. So what would you eat to stay thin and strong? Well, we kind of, you know, good old salads and chicken and fish and uh, uh, things that that give you protein. And I used to eat a lot of yogurt, and I still do, actually. And... um, And it was... It was... It was... Sometimes it was a a trial. Mm. Sometimes it was a trial. When I was younger, I had a lot, little bit of baby fat, and so I was getting hounded about losing weight. And I ended what up. What do they consider a little bit of fat? <laughs> I was probably about maybe a hundred and. Well, at one point I was 120 pounds, and that's heavy because when I lost weight, I was 105. So that's 15 pounds. That's about what I weigh, 105 pounds, and I think it's oh. the. Closest to the best I can be because I can't put on weight. Oh, well, you're lucky (laughs) because I can't be 105 anymore. I'm not that. But so I had to lose weight and I ended up going to, um, this is 1969, the the year they put the man on the moon. And I was in Russia and then I came back and I was in the south of France and I studied in the summer for a month and I had no money. When I mean no money, I mean no money. I was living so on. So how did you survive? Oh, about three dollars a day, and I lived on tomatoes and yogurt. That's it. And no I, croissant. No, <laughs> and I, I had one meal a week, and I lost fifteen pounds. So but when where I, did you live? If oh, you I had lived. No money. How did well, you? Well, there was um, because it was in a studio there. There's a summer school in in Cannes. It was in Cannes. And through the summer school, they have a hotel where the students live. So I think I was in a room with three or four other students, and it was $3 a day to stay. Wow. And you got breakfast, which was a bun and a coffee. Hmm. <laughs> but at least you had good coffee. It was good coffee, good <laughs> yes. cafe au lait. It was great. <laughs> and I could swim every day in the ocean, and it was, yeah. That's great. But th- that's a very exciting journey you've been on. Oh, I've, d- I've had a quite an interesting life, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now um, with this um, show coming up, and, and you, there's a bank behind this? Yes, this is the Scotia Bank. Uh, they sponsor, or I guess, yeah, they're the main sponsor for the Contact Festival. And the Contact Festival is on every May and it's a photography festival. So there are going to be uh, exhibits all over the city right oh, now. Oh, so they do, who decides where do they go? Um, I guess people apply to have No, them. but who decides where the exhibits are is what oh, I'm trying to Oh, I would to imagine all the different galleries sort of apply and say that they're going to do it. And, um, and then I guess it's the galleries themselves that 
have their artist show. That's hmm. how it works. Now, the, the bank sponsorship, uh, would you consider it um, considering the size of the banks a minimal amount or a decent amount? Oh, I would imagine it's a, a, a fairly good amount. They've also, there is also a Scotia Bank photography prize, not, not actually, it, they've just had it actually. And that's a, I think it's a $50,000 prize. For the best. For, the, for a photographer. Uh-huh. You have to apply for that. And, um, but, you know, I've seen the, they're all over the place. The, the, it just says, if you've applied and it says contact, then, and what then that goes in, that's pr- there's promotional papers and promotional stuff, and then your name goes in and where you are and what you're doing and all of that. So it's neat. So let me ask you this. When do you think that you'll have uh, the kind of photograph that you're so proud of and, and, and blessed to take mm-hmm. that you will put yourself out there? Like, what does it take to do that? Do you have anything that you like right now that you think you that could go the that distance? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I know I have a couple of images that sell really well, and the reason they sell well is because they're very peaceful and calming, and people look at them and they just go, <sighs> yeah. In fact, I have. In fact, my dentist bought one of my photographs because everybody calms down when they look at this photograph. It's a boat. Which one? It's a boat. It's a boat. Yeah. Well, the water is also the water, very calming. But it's, it's it's you know misty and and it's a, it anyway. So that's one very popular one, and there's another one that's uh, trilliums in a forest. Hmm. And that's very popular. And the and the one and that I, would be very serene as well. Very serene. Very. It's very pretty. And then the other one I really like. It looks like a drawing. It's a black and white. Like a sketch. I, that's what it looks like. It's not. It's a. It's a plant. It's called a. I think it's called a century plant or parsley, something. And it's on the. It was taken on the edge of the Tweed River in Scotland, and up against the sky. So. And the sky was gray, so it you can see all the little. It's as if someone did it with a pencil, just oh. black and white. Is and just and that's it, just nature. And that's just nature, yeah. And it's finding that, which is the fun part, you know. Now I would imagine that going to Scotland with all the mist and everything else, oh, or I constantly bet. on there and the hills and the and yeah. the lavender and everything else that, yeah, that grows that, would yeah. be for some. Excellent. Yes. Photographs. I've got some lovely photographs that were taken on January the 1st, 2000. Good for you. On the North Sea. On the North Sea. Yeah. Now, are any of those in the collection? No. There's oh. only... You've seen all that I've got in the collection at the moment. Um, there'll be more. Uh, in fact, I don't know. We'll, I have to discuss this with the gallery, but of course. But I have a series of... Um, Ten, not really photographs because they're a collage of Vietnam. Mm, that and, would bring back a lot of memories. Well, a lot of memories, and also with Vietnam, I think it's really important for people to see what Vietnam is. They have the memories, so that's what they think. And it's turned into an amazing country with amazing people. 
Um, I don't know if I should. Well, I'm going to bring it up because it's on my mind. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but ever since all that napalm and Agent Orange was dropped on yes. there, I recently heard that even today, yes. there's birth defects yes. still going on. Yes, and that is, is horrific. It's to horrific. Me. And we drove through that whole area, which was Agent Orange. And just now the trees are coming back. Just now. Just so now. it took over 50 years for Almost, the, for, yeah. for the shrubbery to, to grow and the, yeah. the trees. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and, her- and to think horrific. of that devastation. And for what? And for what? No, I know that I, it's very, very sad. And yet, when you see, the, you'd think the people would hold a grudge against white yeah, North Americans. Th- there's generations after them. They that, don't. They had to grow, and they had to have a lot of... And the human spirit is so incredibly yeah. resilient. They're amazing uh, people. But you, if you have another generation of, um, you know, peace-loving people, and to get back into in touch with the spirit and mm-hmm. the self, because they have to. They have Otherwise, to, Otherwise, how can you live... Yeah. Yeah. In a country that was so devastated, demolished, devastated, everything. I couldn't even begin to think of D words that would describe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting that Saigon, which is really Ho Chi Minh City now, uh, is uh, quite developed now with newer buildings and everything. But Hanoi is still very much the way it was. They, they oh. haven't. It's it's still quite communist feeling and uh, uh, yeah it, they don't have they have some new buildings yes but they don't have the big towers and and things like that hmm. whereas they have a bit more of that in Saigon in Saigon yeah in fact this is from Saigon the skirt the little skirt. And it's probably handmade. Well, I know. I'm sure. No. I, well, it depends what you call handmade. I mean, uh, it came. I went in the store, and they had all the little clothes. You try them on. You go, okay, this is the one I want. And they said, oh, just a minute. And they go in the back, and they find the size and the skirt that you want in a package. Oh. In the back. So they make them all they make there. They make them all up, and then, yeah, they give it. So this came out of a package, not off as we buy them off the shelf. But you don't see, for example, who's really doing the laboring to make all these. Yeah, we stopped off at a place. We didn't see inside where they were making them, but there was a big factory where they made a lot of stuff. Hmm. But then also they've got jobs. Yes. And some of these factories are, the, the one I saw was modern. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> Chris, are we going to take a break? Uh, just yeah, wrap it up. Okay. Wrap it up. Okay. Okay. Here we are so, talking about Vietnam. Uh, we, we, yes, yeah. that's a funny way to get off from, da- yes. from ballet, ballet, dance, dance photography, yeah. art in Vietnam. I know. Well, <laughs> that's it, such a hodgepodge, but that's but life, that's right? And that's who I am now. Yes. <laughs> that's what I am. I just... Uh, so we're just going to take a little break because I noticed that there's a Somebody else? couple of uh, 
people coming in. I don't know if they're part of the group. I'll find out. Right. But it was a pleasure speaking with you, yes, and I will you. look forward to coming to see. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Vanessa. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com.